0: The Ealing Cricketer. Cricket is easy and Ealing will never lose again. Whilst at Podcast HQ, it has all changed as we rebrand. There are twin victories for the 1s and 2s against Henley, results only matched by a thriller in the 3s as they win the opening game of pre-season against Imperial College Union CC. And we catch up with ex-cult Ali Hillman and new signing Bobby Gamble to reflect on the weekend's wins. We revisit AJ for his word of the week. And as the 3s open their campaign, we interview ex-3 skipper Oliver Simpson, aka Big Papa, to investigate the particular difficulties that rolled in. We once again finish the podcast with Ask ECC as we tackle pros at Popes and squash consistencies and I am honoured to be joined by Ealing's most highlighted
1: man, Lee Parry. Lee P, how are you doing? Uh, After bowling 10 overs on Saturday, it's now Tuesday and I'm still considering buying myself a wheelchair. I think that's important that you do i i plan to um i'm not gonna lie there's a great buzz around the place it was so good uh, to be out with the boys um on saturday uh, what do you think man well it was just nice to see you bowling 10 overs on the bounce and it's such heat as well
0: it was quick um some of them actually started going down before they went up which was nice uh, which is good from you it's progress right It was a good day. It was a good win. To quickly touch on the finer points of of the ones win at home to Henley, we had them eight for five. They got 190. We were 110 for none. It was a good game. It was was (laughs) a good game. (laughs) And then I came on to ball. (laughs) Uh, Wickets was Scott Ensoom. He is eternal. He got four for in his first game back. Uh, Wickets were shared around apart from his four in the power play. We had Wilkin and Graves runs again. I'm liking the look of that a lot. It was a really good win. It was a really lovely win. And on a used deck, chasing down 190, at Ealing, anyone that's played a lot of cricket there will know that that's by no means a given, even if you do start well. And we did have a little a little wobble in the middle, but we ended up pulling through. Bobby Gamble, Tom Shaw, bit of a fight back. Um, Bobby especially, we're speaking to him later. A real
1: contribution from him with the bat. It's an exciting time for the one squad. I mean, you do talk about the Graves and the Wilkins and the Gambles, but if there's a man that needs to finish the job, send in Mungo Russell. Now, obviously, we, we have been talking about it. There's a lot of buzz around the around club and the chat about where you are batting. And to be fair, this weekend has only shown the skipper, Christian Martin, the go-to man. Hey, I don't want to talk about my batting too much.
0: I think uh, I think people have, have probably heard enough. Uh, I don't like speaking about it. It's not. I don't like mentioning that I was batter of the year last year. I don't. I don't like to talk about it. But if I was going to say something, I'd say that I was. You know, I was. You know, I was quietly pleased uh, with how it went. I think there's more to come. That's all I'm going to say. Practically won the game with a bat. Basically, I I would hate to comment. The twos, however, took part in a run fest. And they wanted a cancer. I think they were chasing 280, 280 280-odd in 45 overs. Alex Felbhardt, nine overs for 13. The rest of the team, a little bit more expensive than that. And they chased it down in 33, 34 sets.
1: To be fair, it sounds like if you do want a good preseason as a batter, you should be playing in the twos because uh, the week before, as you know, um, I graced my presence and uh, had a great day out at uh, High Wycombe, thoroughly enjoyable, uh, and the boys uh, cruised down to Henley, so to be fair, uh, weekend coming up at Wimbledon should be a run fest, so good luck to the bowlers. Good luck to the bowlers, and, and Henley, if, if no one's played there
0: before, it is famously flat there, and short, short ropes as well, but even so, I've got the stats here, and I do like my stats, Ealing chased down 283 and 33.4 overs for the loss of four wickets. And the damage was done this week in the main by Ali Hillman, who got 120 off 64 balls.
1: I mean, just good signs, isn't it, man? Uh, cricket, cricket at Ealing looking looking sharp, looking good. A lovely, a good win for the ones, um, you know, the week before. A lovely win for the, uh, for the twos. Um, and we're going from from strength to strength. So hopefully this uh, this bodes well for what's what's coming in a future time. Absolutely important to mention other contributions in the in the twos runs as well. Uh,
0: Glenn Kopak after Golden Duck last week on debut, runnable thirty three. I've heard by all accounts that he looked wonderful. First Ealing bomb, round of applause. Uh, Owen Tong Jones continues his good preseason form with forty two red. Rohan Yadav fifty two red off thirty seven rocks and. I mean, to do all that as well with last week's man of the match, Ahmed Elek, only getting one, but well, there are runs about, there are runs about. And hopefully, this all continues next week as the ones and twos play Wimbledon. Let's quickly touch on the threes of victory a, and a close one at that. It was a bit of a nail biter. They played the only 50 over game they're going to play this season. God knows why. 216 all out. Runs shared about. No one got more than 36, which was scored by the captain. Henry Anton did not wish to comment on his runs. So we don't have anyone speaking from the threes later, whereas we will catch up with Ali Hillman and Bobby Gamble. Did, did Rory play? Not this week. Next week's the week. Oh, Next week's the week. Uh, but they held on by 12 runs. Very nice. They've college union CC.
1: 204 for seven off their 50. Three out of three. So as decided by me, which I think I'll do every week as, as bat of the week, monk, a few words for, for the fans out there. I'll just play late, play straight. Very, very good, very good. I think
0: it's time we hear from a couple of the gentlemen in question. Let's hear from Ali and Bobby. I'm here with Ali Hillman. Ali, the twos, Hello. another win.
2: Yep.
0: Batting first. Talk to me about the dimensions of Henley
2: for those that haven't been there before. It was a very um, rewarding boundary size today on one side and the other one, the, you know, the outfield was quite quick so it was good value today.
0: Lovely deck as well from what I've heard. Yeah,
2: a couple stayed a bit low so I was lucky with them but apart from that it was... No, your job, Ali, after scoring
0: so many runs is to say it's a minefield. You have to say, no, misbehave yeah, the I whole time. I try to worry
2: the incoming batsman about yeah. that. But... <laughs> um, lovely pavilion at Henry as well. Do they do good teas? Yes. The little sausages. Cocktail sausages? So, yes, but they had a sauce on them as well. And um, then little, little brownie pieces, um, cheese and pickle, um, sandwiches, and then these like very good little chicken bites as well. They were warm, it was excellent. I'm jealous, and did you, so bowl first, bat first? Bowl first. How did that go? Um, it was good. Um, first half, they, they had a good couple of partnerships. Kind of got, like I don't know, not many wickets early on. But then one guy came in and started smacking it around them. Backy got an amazing catch. I like a chest. He elbowed himself catching it. Who did? Went backy, um, at hand. He managed to go reverse cup diving forward. So, you know, then once that happened, you know, they, they kind of went on for a little bit longer, but then it kind of fizzled out.
0: Anyone that takes a reverse cup diving forwards deserves a mention on the podcast. Yeah. That's quite tough to do. It takes it's bravery.
2: Like, I, don't know, I don't know how we hold on to it. I'm not going to lie. But... <laughs>
0: And, and you must have started seeing them well from the off. I mean, we'll put this into context. Ali ended up with a hundred and...
2: Twenty-six. Off... Sixty-something. Sixty-something. Anything that begins with a six, there is a good number. So, but it was below 200 straight, away, so I was... Uh...
0: So really, that's pretty disappointing. Yep. Where weren't they going? Where weren't the runs
2: ending up? Um... Fine leg. I don't. I, I kind of edged one there, but apart from that, it was, it was pretty quiet down there. And just all other parts just got a bit of a barrage. It's the, it's the, yeah, that low V, and then a bit left of the, it was... What the V through mid
0: wicket through square leg. Is that your V? So lots of people say like play in the v. v, but for you it's... It
2: was long on to mid wicket for a majority, but then also a few through cover Just a and couple, as well. Yeah.
0: And you must add a couple of contributions as well down the line. It runs runs some others. Glenn and you put on some runs yes. for, that, for
2: yeah. the second yeah. wicket. That was good, yeah. He supported well. He also joined in a few sixes and fours. Mm. Um, a couple of nice little sweeps against the young spinners. So. And what was the margin of, of victory? Um, we got in like the 33rd over, I think. So pretty comfortable. And how many wickets did you last? Four. God, so, that,
0: tell yeah. you what, that's... That's that's pretty comprehensive. It was, yeah. You are in danger of using up all all the good ones in pre season. Is that something that you thought about on the journey home? Is that something you're nervous about?
2: No, I've I'm, I've not really thought about it too much. Um, like throughout the day, that's kind of been the thing. of have because uh, glass um, in the hand hockey game at the start, I was marking him, but a bit too well, and he kind of grabbed hold of me and just, like threw me over his knee and like basically the rest of the day my neck and top back has just been like in a lot of pain right now so um yeah ever since that i've had a headache all day and just like not really been speaking like just been looking at the floor
0: (laughs) so so basically (laughs) what you're saying is you've got 120 off 60 rocks
2: but if you'd felt better that wouldn't it, you would have got you got many more. The key was not being able to think about it. I think you didn't over, just didn't overthink anything. Just yeah. Important to ground you and just ask how you got out. I got caught at deep square leg. Um, it was an off spinner. I was trying to like, I was like sweeping him. I was trying to go um, behind square, on kind the of behind side. square, like over the cage, mm. like there. Just like trying out different shots because it it is pre season, so I was. Trying out some different things as well, what's mm. working, what's not working. Yeah, like these How are real play? runs, obviously, but they aren't. It's pre-season,
0: runs. pre-season runs. Pre-season runs. runs. So
2: yeah, then um, kind of caught it. I was trying to go in the air, and then just caught top edge, and then it, it got to the guy on the boundary, and then yeah, managed to hold on to that one, unfortunately.
0: Well, Ali, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you about the game. Thank you, for, thank you so much for giving us your insights, and well about it today. I'm here with. Bobby Gamble, ones I've got over the line in a tough chase. Bobby, you've only been here a couple of weeks, but could you
3: feel how difficult we all thought that was going to be? Um, no, actually. In, in my two weeks of playing experience at Ealing now, uh, people have addressed that fact somewhat often. In fact, quite often. But no, genuinely not. We, um, it felt like, even though we did have a little bit of a wobble in the middle, it did feel like we were still in control of the game and, um, and it was all fine. So, um, no, actually, for, for good reasons. Some Graves and Wilkins runs up front are pretty handy
0: again. Another good start.
3: Yeah, they seem to be off to a, a flying start between the two of them, don't they? Yeah, it looked like Ollie couldn't run for half of his innings, but that doesn't seem to matter for him based on how he bats. So, um, yeah, no, no, those lads are off to a good start for sure.
0: Yeah, it it is true that, and well, this is, and we might have covered this already in the podcast, but Oliver Wilkin got cramp in both calves, and he didn't bowl today, and he was only on about 25 by then.
3: Yeah, it was really quite embarrassing.
0: Um, and he made more of a fuss about that than one of their lads did when he dislocated <laughs> yeah. his finger. It was pointing the, uh, the other way, it just walked off the pitch, fine, Oliver... Bit of a song and a dance, but he is a drama queen. Uh, Bobby, some rums for yourself as well. Must be must be nice. I mean, you're not bowling at the moment because uh, you don't have a left big
3: toe. Uh, what What's happening with the big toe? Are we going to see you charging in soon? Uh, yeah, I hope so. The um, like running and moving on the toe was fine today. It was just turning was a bit of a problem. I did bowl one ball on Thursday, but that was an error. So basically the, the problem with the toe is like the toenail is kind of cracked. So it's just very sensitive whenever it hits the front of my boot. So basically it's... Um, whenever I can do that without crying, then, then I'll be able to bowl again. But it looks, to be honest, it looks like overs aren't required, <laughs> to be honest, from the way our team are bowling at the moment. Like we're, we're doing really well. So um, I certainly, there's no need to like rush back.
0: And happy with the batting? Have you, when was, before last weekend, when was the last time you'd hit any cricket balls?
3: The 10 or so balls that I sprogged around last week. And before that, a few minutes at training both times. It's always that funny one where like, you turn up at a new club and like you want to show that you're like capable, but it's like your first hit in like seven months. So you're hitting it like a drain, and you're like, oh no, everyone thinks I'm terrible. So um, no, I was actually glad to get some time in the middle today to get that monkey off my back a little bit.
0: Yeah, lovely. Little, um, what did you end up at thirty? Thirty
3: something. I think it was actually thirty on the nose.
0: Thirty on the nose, and it was a. Well, and you got a really good one as well.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, disappointed that I was actually thinking as I was walking off, I was like, oh, uh, it's bad enough that I got out when we needed about 15 to win, but then to the, you remember that the, you've got the NV play, like, recording everything as well. Oh, oh, for God's sake, there's no hiding place. If
0: we are particularly cruel, we will attach that to the Instagram. <laughs> but what will be on the Instagram is the graves Wilkin run out, uh... From what we understand, Gravesy's hit it to one of their best fielders, said yes, said no. He's then tried to get himself run out at the bowler's end. The bowler's dropped it and then Oliver, having been bypassed by Gravesy, who's tried to commit batting suicide, is run out at the keeper's end. So we will show that. Uh, But Bobby, more generally, enjoying yourself. Obviously, you have to say yes, Uh, but... Uh, what has been if there is anything what have you particularly enjoyed about the last couple of weeks since um I, mean?
3: I have enjoyed it a lot actually i was um i didn't have much choice other than to join Ealing because i'd be good friends with robbie white so as soon as he found out that i was moving to london he put me in contact with christian and the rest was history so i had a cricket club before i knew where i was living or anything so um and i know robbie would be very upset if it didn't work out but no i like the change rooms. really good everyone's very nice um this is, it's actually a lovely club, isn't it? Like the changing room's lovely. Like we get really looked after on Thursdays. Like we get food after training. Um, no, so no, generally like can't, can't fault it at all. Bit of, a, uh, bit of a pain to get here from Clapham twice a week. So I must admit in the first week I was thinking if it doesn't work out, or if there's a few lads I don't like, I'd be more than happy to rack it off and join somewhere on the Northern line instead. Um, but no, no, all good so far.
0: Well, Bobby, love you to hear from you. I'm sure we'll be hearing from you at regular intervals throughout the year.
3: Thank you. Sorry, I forgot that you mentioned my batting, but I didn't mention yours. So I need to give you the chance to talk about it. I know.
0: That, that that will have been covered by now, I Oh, believe. OK. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I will have. I think I'll have talked about all of my runs by now. OK. So. Good. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Perfect.
1: Just here with uh, Robbie Connolly. He's got something to say in the change room uh, for the lads. <laughs> um...
0: great to hear from those two but that's enough cricket chat it's time to hear from AJ and have his word of the week Lee, once again, talk us through AJ's thought processes this week
1: been a good week, Um, picked him up from uh, tennis uh, this afternoon, hitting the ball nicely actually, Mungo needs a bit more work on his backhand um, if I'm honest, Um, but gets the ball over the net, Uh, is working on his angles Um, got back home again glance around the room so aj what's your word of the week
2: my word of the week is headphones
1: thanks aj
0: now it's time for our interview with our special guest unfortunately lee wasn't able to do this with us today as we record but he has managed to send in a question for us later that we'll have a listen to but we are blessed this evening with threes cricketing stalwart 77 senior games, 1,159 runs at an average of 18.4 with a senior high score of 77. <laughs> <laughs> But he's coming off the back of a season involving some twos runs, which do indeed count double, and a summer on the West London circuit, the circuit. He's everyone's favourite big pappy, Oliver Simpson. Welcome to the ECC
4: podcast. Hiya, uh, thank you for having me.
0: Uh, it's such a pleasure, Simo, having you here. It's such a pleasure. And I think we start at the beginning. You
4: are an ECC cult. You have been since. You were, how old? Uh, Four or five, I would have started going on Wello's Sunday courses and the holiday camps and so on.
0: God, that is young.
4: Yeah, that is 20 young. years almost.
0: You enjoy those courses?
4: Yeah, I would have thought so, yeah. <laughs> I kept going back, didn't I? So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so transitioning to Colts cricket, start playing hardball stuff at nine or so, nine or ten. Mm. And your dad was your coach for many years. Yeah, good
4: little asset, that. Turns out. Yeah. How
0: much of your cricketing success do you
4: attribute to your father? Or lack of success, however which way you want to spin it? Um, I everyone loves the dad chat. My my dad's pretty good actually. You compare him to sort of Rupert Anton and the text Henry gets on a Saturday afternoon. Um, mine my, my dad's pretty friendly. Um your dad and, is you know, very, very friendly, actually. Yeah, He was my coach as well, which is absolutely lovely. And Andy, um, as Lee will attest to, put me through a lot of one-to-ones. Um, obviously didn't quite work out, as I might have hoped it would, <laughs> but I've um, so got, got to thank him for it. I, yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, and, and then the rest obviously just comes down to natural talent and hard work, I would of say. Of course. Um, yeah. Of course. And, I mean, he, he let you up in the batting for, for many years. Yeah, well, encouraged me to, in fact, yeah, yeah. Really let me sort of impose my, my runner ball game on um, 2020 cricket from the start, which was very kind of him.
0: To be fair, like, we're we sort of laughing sort of ironically going through a stats or whatever, but you, you were like, one, one of the one or two
4: more talented players in your year. Good little player, yeah, good, player. good little player. Captain,
0: yeah. captain your age group? For, for um,
4: not much, actually. Stefan Sang used to do it. Good player. Yeah, good little player. Where is um, he now? No idea. Well, you put him yeah. in the shade similar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there we go.
0: <laughs> now we're rolling, yeah. I guess there is that moment in in most young cricketers' childhood where they realise that they're probably not gonna become that guy. Do you know what I mean? Like that that player. Because you did have moments in Colts cricket, like more than a couple, just while the pod was pod was rolling, Simon and I were regaling about about a cult's hundred or two.
4: Yeah, two. Two. two, two, ten years ago, but two. Um, yeah, I, I scored a hundred when I was thirteen and another when I was fourteen in the um, Middlesex uh, South Junior area. Um, which yeah, we'd often play against teams of nine or ten players, often fielding at least two people three years younger than the age group. Um, but obviously, to me, that was like I was I was the next big thing, um, and that kind of it kind of hit me pretty pretty quick that I wasn't after that I don't know when it when it was specifically I mean I think I was probably already aware um just looking at how much better so many people were than me (laughs) and quite despite my dad's best efforts and sending me to trials repeatedly um the number of times I got rejected by (laughs) county setups um did sort of hammer it home um but yeah sure there is a there is a, a scorecard um that I don't think my dad's framed just yet but it'll be in a scrapbook somewhere that says my name 107 not out and then um, A. Tendulkar uh, 0 um, <laughs> so weirdly enough the opposition did still ask to have photos with him after the game and not me but
0: well but, A. Yeah. Tendulkar as well if you just say that out loud that could be any of the Tendulkars, just a Tendulkar
4: it well, doesn't, doesn't have to be Argent I think in this case it was a dot so it was ah. specified well specific enough and it was also an under 14s game um, Sachin would have
0: done well at 14 so he probably
4: yeah. wouldn't have got none well yeah played for India the next year didn't he um, did okay didn't yeah. he yeah did okay did yeah, okay, yeah.
0: Did okay. Got, a, got a few runs yeah <laughs> a couple more than us just a couple but no more in the threes than no, we
4: have well how many, yeah how many threes runs does Sachin Ted scored mm. if you
0: no. start playing test cricket at 16 he must have missed out
1: so I was just wondering well I had a question actually it, it was about sort of the transition between playing Colts cricket into playing adult cricket and obviously you're the you're the third team captain how did you find the transition between being a Colt uh, and the progress you had to make uh, to be ready uh, to play adult cricket and do, do you find like the MDL really helped or was it just you know get chucked in the deep end and just you know learn to swim very very quickly
4: well so first of all third team captain emeritus um, I've handed over to Henry Anton um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't think I really enjoyed senior cricket in the in the fours and fives. Um, for so, when I was at school, so I started playing senior cricket when I was fourteen. Um, so still at school, obviously, and would play Saturday cricket for the first half of the summer, and then um, was on holiday or whatever. So I didn't play much, and so made very little progress. Which was obviously quite frustrating, and you don't tend to play at the most picturesque grounds. Um, truth be told, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I mean, we know what Fortress Pope's Field, obviously, but back in the day, um, playing at Harrow School didn't like it. Um, don't let Lee. It's <laughs> just around the corner, um, but, but I didn't like it because I never scored runs there. Um, most importantly, mm. um, but no, and we're just—it's long, and you do have to adjust to playing um, quite dull time cricket um with with old men who you don't generally have anything in common with. Certainly like like the fours and fives in particular. I mean the threes is a pretty odd bunch anyway, but the fours and fives you get like anything from I mean I played my first games with John Lindley, who was I mean, went, will have been pushing eighty, well certainly in mm-hmm. his seventies at the time. Um I mean, lovely don't don't get me wrong, like I enjoyed his company, but it's as a fourteen year <laughs> old it's quite hard to Yeah. It there's is not there's not that much common ground. Um, and then in terms of the progression, like, I just, ultimately, I think um, better players progress because they're better. And it's, I mean, you, you have to learn to, I suppose there's a new value on your wicket and you're playing against bigger adults. So, um, so like, the ball, the you know, you get a heavier ball perhaps than you might do playing against Perivale under 14s, obviously. Mm. but But ultimately, like, if if you're good enough you progress, which is why I might not have progressed straight away. But then obviously getting then starting to play more regular senior cricket, um, when I was sort of eighteen, nineteen, sort of coming back from uni, um, and playing with the same people every week and sort of developing bonds with my team, suddenly it really does change um compared to sort of coming in and out of the fours and fives, age fourteen, fifteen. Um, And that is a common thread
0: that we've had, again, with everyone that we've spoken to and at all levels of cricket that we've talked about. It's all the most successful sides that we've mentioned, all the the most successful players, and the times of their life where they were at their best was a time where they were playing with their best mates. And I guess, off the back of what you said about that such range of ages, having just been captain of the threes, how is it managing something like that as well? Because you do still get a range of ages in the threes, you get a range of forty year olds to fourteen year olds and you have to deal with Rory Patel on a weekly basis as well. So how do you deal with with everything that goes on in the field?
4: Well, so first up, Rory Patel and Henry, listen up here. Um, you you just some you some people you just gotta ignore. And you say, <laughs> Yes, I don't agree, move on. Um, and it's it's frustrating and um, you just have to acknowledge that your your friendship sort of changes for that sort of three hours in the field and then, and then it's back to normal again and you're back on the beers, on the circuit, etc. Um, in terms of the range of ages, I was, I only ever really captain a very young third team. So obviously we had, um, Nabil, um, but you kind of just give him the new pole and then send him down to fine leg and that's, that's, that's him covered for the day. He does do Davis.
0: wonders with the new pole.
4: Yeah, especially on a, on a green seamer, at, um, at HQ, um, prepared by Oli Wilkin every week. Um, particularly when we're batting on it. But anyway, um, and then aside from that, I mean, I didn't really, I've captained anyone else over the age of like 24, 25. Um, so I mean it, yeah, it took some adjusting to, to captain older people, but then captaining kids is you kind of just like, you sort of neg them a bit and shout at them and then you're nice to them and sort of, yeah, that's kind of how you do it. And you speak to their dad and I like tell him how great he is. And suddenly they're happy to come back every week. Um, i'd say so yeah rory patel definitely the toughest character to manage but again once you once you work it out it's fine
0: <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned the circuit we we do have a question from from a uh from a listener a regular listener to the pod a uh, certain uh, henry anton and i feel like well we should play that now he sent that in for us
2: Dad, with you obviously being a father figure to much of the club, especially its younger members, uh, a few weeks ago we heard from Harjot, who was telling us and regaling us tales of his, uh, of his first year of being 18, um, I'm interested, what advice would you give to other you know, prospective circuiters and potential future big papas out there who are just sort of discovering and entering into their circuiting career, what, what sort of fatherly advice would you give someone in that situation?
4: I do actually think it's appropriate just before we start that this interview is being conducted in the room where, after one circuit where Mungo and I had to carry Henry back to Mungo's where we were sleeping, um, and we left him passed out on the floor of the bathroom. I then woke up the next morning with a naked Henry Anton lying in bed next to me. I
0: cannot confirm or deny that this happened in my house and I accept the responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much.
4: Um, I assume your dad doesn't listen to this.
0: I assume that that is something that we might have to do again.
4: Yeah, okay, okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But yeah, to answer the question, what advice would I give? I just... um, uh, Don't do anything you're not comfortable doing um, because you'll see some some pretty weird gear flying about as in stuff rather than not gear um which we should probably re-record that as well no 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 that's, yeah, think that's gonna but, stay um, yeah yeah no yeah. Leader, yeah yeah um funny where people's minds jump to under pressure <laughs> uh no comment um <laughs> no no run um yeah yeah don't do anything you're not comfortable with um rig and pipes essential but if you don't have them then sort of Be loud and attract attention to yourself in other ways, sort of, because otherwise people don't accept you. This is something
0: very similar to how I believe most people go around playing the game of cricket as well. Rigging pipes, essential. Be loud. Make noise that has nothing to do with your cricket. Make yourself a presence.
4: Yeah. And, yeah, and like, and just, I don't know, drink a lot. Sort of pretend that you're a part, even if you don't think you're a part of it because you're new to it all, you've just got to pretend and eventually um because i mean let's like let 's be honest the environment of an all male sporting environment like it's not there 's not that much nuance to it really you just sort of you you lean into it and you, and you you just gotta go with it so yeah i mean if you 've got big hairy fore forearms get them out if not, just find some other points of difference and yeah and lean into it and the chatsworth or the aeronaut um or the charlatan um they're all they 're all easy places to just you just lean in i mean ealings
0: you just lean in, do you? you the, just, is that it? Yeah. And
4: that is- <laughs> no, n- well, I mean, you can, if that's what you want to do. Um, uh, lean into the circuit itself and um, do whatever else you fancy. So, yeah, in t- that's, that's the sort of routine. And then, yeah, in terms of Saturday morning, um, yeah, I mean, arrive on time, but then don't start warming up until a bit after everyone else to, to, to make it look like you've, you're still getting rid of the cobwebs. Mm. And then, I mean, warm-ups, famously really helpful to, like, do some throwdowns four hours before you start batting. Um, so, yeah, do those or don't. And then, yeah, I mean, ultimately you go out, you bat, and you probably miss a straight one anyway. So, yeah, what's the point?
0: And then we all go again for
4: the next week. We well, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. No, because no, cause, cause I do talk about, it like, someone who who wants to stop playing, but I I won't. I won't. And I and won't, you- yeah, yeah, like... Of because what else would I do with my time um, quite frankly is yeah. but I love the club though and obviously yeah please play <laughs> <laughs>
0: I do think the threes cricket is a different sport I had my first taste of it in a few years last season just gone having not played since I was maybe 15 or so and it is it is very very different in terms of Expectations in the morning of when you rock up when you like levels of intensity of warm up and whatever and that is something that takes adjusting to as you move up in, in, into the twos but I, I suppose in this time how does a three side best prepare in advance of a season because it, of course it's way more complex than simply hitting balls and getting overs in the legs it's much more of a from what it sounds like an emotional getting together gathering yourself
4: um I mean, ultimately, we can talk all we want about how the threes best prepare. Um, Our best preparation is the ones and twos preparing well. um, Because that means we then get better players who don't get picked in the ones and twos. because yeah, not because obviously I would never take any responsibility for the third eleven's failings over the past five years. Um, because why on earth would I do that? Instead, it's the rest of the club's fault for not having better availability.
0: You especially wouldn't admit that publicly as well.
4: Well, no, exactly. Well, not quite. Um, I mean, I don't even know why I'm talking about it. But um, anyway, um, but no, I mean, it's cricket's all in the in the mind, isn't it? And so we're yeah, mentally the third best team at the club. That's probably how we look at it. Um, so yeah, it's, I think it's. You get together, build some camaraderie, um, sort of buy some baggier baggier cricket kit or sort of go hunting through the the shelves of the club. Sort of build an identity, I suppose, which has been our project for the past couple of years. And
0: it has been exceptionally successful, I would say. I mean, there was a time um, maybe two or three years ago where you you wouldn't have people who have been playing for the twos for a long time willing to play in the threes so they didn't feel like they knew anyone now you have over the past two two years or so since really since 2020 you guys have built such a brand for the threes and it very much is a part of the clubs now and the club's fabric there's of course the, the ECC Rares Instagram account giving giving insights into the into the days of a 3rd 11 cricketer and of course this podcast is going to down the line do weekly 3rd 11 pitch reports as mm-hmm. well and that is something that I think really is very, very commendable and not that easy to do.
4: Yeah, I think we've been quite fortunate because we... Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't great two or three years ago. And again, as part of like not enjoying playing senior cricket is if you don't really have any mates there. And we were quite fortunate that... Um, I mean, it's now five or six of us, really, including you as well, last year when you weren't fit to bowl. Um, yeah, five or six people of around the same age sort of... Um, Myself, Rory, Henry, Ned, um, and Barn, and you, obviously. Um, you don't
0: need to keep tagging me on. Though. Yeah, yeah. That's okay.
4: D- don't feel like you need to do so, the justice. Should that's... I re-record? Should I... <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, that's fine. I shouldn't have cut in. So, yeah, between the six of us, suddenly you've got six people between the ages of 21 and 23, 24, who are all mates, who all drink together afterwards. So then there's sort of you, you look forward to Saturday socially and not just sort of pangs of anxiety, and you're able to sort of build a brand. And we know people around the club, so suddenly you have people in the twos who wouldn't mind playing for us, etc. So I think that, that on, on a more serious note, is actually really key, is, is being involved. Um, because if it's just a ragtag bunch of people who meet each other for the first time every week, then obviously if you're coming down from the second team and you've played with the same blokes for years, then coming into the threes, and also Colts coming up as well, it's a much more enjoyable experience if there is actually a good core of mates in there,
0: um. and it definitely is for the cults as well. If, and, uh, coming up into a side, let's say you, let's say you end up playing threes cricket after a successful year with the under sixteens or something in the under 15s If it's the same people every week, you are much more likely, I believe, to keep wanting to do that. And obviously, senior cricket is imposing, but in my experience and I imagine yours as well, like it's when 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 the people in charge of all those groups are really open and like helpful in a way and yeah. the framework to start moving onwards, it does become it does become easy to start playing your cricket better, which is at the crux of it why lots of fifteen year olds do play senior cricket is to is to express themselves yeah. on the cricket pitch. Yeah. And how do you deal, I suppose, with the mental side of captaining young people who are on a very different cricketing trajectory to you you know it's a real sliding doors moment i don't quite know where you think you are in your in your graph of your cricketing life i feel like you've got another gear but some of these steep pulling graphs from these cults like they're they're flying upwards and they're just in a threes for for maybe half a summer
4: yeah there are some good players knocking about um as i was repeatedly told in selection meetings for three years as I tried to keep my friends in the side instead of picking 14-year-olds. But I don't know, it's kind of, you just got to lean into it, I suppose. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, yeah, sure, maybe I have another gear. I wouldn't put money on it. Um, But we never know. These these kids are very good and they um, win us more games than we win. So it's about creating an environment that um, everyone's happy in um and i suppose sort of um showing them the ropes of etiquette as well i think because a bit of that does need need doing as well sometimes um not to name any names um but um so uh yeah i mean it's it's yeah you 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 kind of i mean once i i i accepted a long time ago that my um my cricketing journey had a ceiling, and I worked out where that ceiling was, and um, and yeah, I kind of accepted it. It's, it's fine, you know, it doesn't keep me up at night or anything.
0: <laughs> well, looking ahead then to the season coming, it's an exciting year for you. You're now living out. You've got a job. You're a working man. You are also crucially no longer living two minutes away from the cricket club. How do you think your geographical distance between you and the club is going to affect your batting?
4: Um. I, I think it'll do bad, bad things for my batting. Really? Because, yeah, I think so. Because because I don't think I'm going to hit as many balls. And last summer I hit more balls than I normally do. And I scored more runs than I normally do. So I think there was a correlation there. There's also the travel time, um, like which which will probably create a certain resentment if I'm feeling a bit dusty on a Saturday morning and mm. on the Northern Line with delays all the way through to get to, I don't know, North London Cricket Club but but then equally maybe maybe it'll set me free maybe maybe that's the the sort of separation that that I needed having practically lived at the club um and still not done very well for for for, for a decade so 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 I don't know I mean we'll see um and maybe under under Henry's captaincy sort of like releasing the shackles of of, of sort of my own responsibility the past couple of years that, that could be it but, um, but
0: are you really going to let those shackles go? Do you think when it comes down to it, it's a it's a big moment. You're playing Teddington. You're at home. There's an important decision in the field, and you don't think something's quite right. Are you going to have a word? Are you going? To, and are you going to relish the opportunity of wielding the ex capitano badge? I mean, Henry has called you dad in this interview.
4: In this, inter- yeah, it's tr- it's true. The tr- I, th- I think you're forgetting that. Um... Rory will be in his ear and I won't be able to get a word in edgeways. So it doesn't matter what I think because, I, because you know, and, and, and ultimately Henry and I, it's, it's Henry's decision. And, and that's, like, I, will, I will put a word in if I think something's wrong, but I'm not, I'm not going to enforce um, because, because I know his position is already, um, I don't know, perhaps not, not that respected given that he calls another member of the side dad and um, gets shouted at by Rory all day. So I'd, I don't want to throw any more um, fuel, fuel on that fire. fire. Yeah, they would get... God. Um, look at us go. Um, yeah, I... Yeah. But but no, I, I will... I will make sure that he knows that I am still um, more important than him.
0: Simo, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for coming to the ECC podcast. I'm sorry we didn't have... Lee here to share this with us, but he'll be back next week when we speak to more of Ealing's Best and Brightest.
4: Thanks for having me Mongo. It's been a real pleasure.
0: Thanks, mate. So good to have Sim on the podcast and a wonderful little cameo appearance from Henry Anton. But now it's time for Stats of the Week. And we've had some feedback on this particular segment. Uh, Thanks, Ben Grace, for his instructive comments. And so the stat of the week this week is that in-home games at HQ Pope'sfield this year, Rory
1: Patel's top score is zero runs, four less than last year. It's just astonishing. I mean, as stats go, and Ben Graves, I hope you're listening, that is proper. That's a proper homework, well-looked-into, researched stat. And as a stat man, Mungo, and I know how much you love your stats, that's a proper stat of the week. Now it's time for Ask CC, and we have a couple of
0: absolute belters this time round. From Cat Pierce, we have: Which pro cricketer would you want to see playing at HQ/Popes? And a lot of things to think about here. Personally, I would like to see someone who bowls rapid play at Popes Field. Well, that's easy. That's Jack Shepherd. Yes,
1: you're right. Jack Shepherd is well. Actually, they aren't talking about ex-pros. Ah, well, he's England pro. If you look on Wikipedia, Jack Shepard, you'll you'll find, um, and he used to bowl. He used to bowl pretty quick. So, I mean, if he's out of the uh, out of the equation, what, who are you thinking, man? Uh, someone like for like, probably maybe like I don't know, Josh Hazelwood. I mean, it's not a bad shot. That's not. A, I mean, that's Jack
0: Shepherd-esque, isn't it? Mm, pretty similar. Pretty similar. Would Would Josh Hazelwood tear up and get seven for? Off a half run in the threes, maybe not. But anyway, that would be, that would be my... Anyway. For our second question, it comes in from our interviewee this week, Oliver Simpson. It's interview, night on the beers, avoid. And that's for Bears, Christian Martin, and Henry Anton, the three skippers. Lipey, which
1: way are you Christian, avoid. Easy. There's not, there's not much thought behind that. Uh, interview... Do you know what? I like, I like Fezzi. We, we had a chat with him the other day. Just so relaxed, so honest, so brutal, as we heard, you know, if you don't want to play at the ECC, go play somewhere else. Just honesty is the best policy, as you know, man. Um, and a night on the beers with Anton. Good value, good chat, good band, and home by 10pm. Uh, I would go a different way. Uh, given how rude Henry Anton was last week to us, I
0: would avoid him at all costs. Uh, I would have a nice on the beers with Neil Fairburn, And then I would, of course, if I ever got the opportunity, interview Christian Martin.
1: That is, I mean, listeners, you pick, but, you know, I'm, I'm obviously yeah. correct. Play along at home. And to round off Ask ECC, we have our first ever
0: voice recording question. We implore you to send in more of these. That Please send in your voice notes and we will get them on the podcast. And this one comes in from Tom Shaw, and it's an absolute cracker. Listen up.
1: Hi Mungo. Hi Lee. Uh, Long time fan of the pod here, uh, all the way from day one. Uh, I've got a couple of questions about the squash. Uh, Drinks, breaks, obviously massively important in cricket. Um, But I just want to know what you think makes a good squash. I think there are three things personally, temperature, strength, and ice or no ice. Uh, But I'll leave that to you to discuss. Um, and finally, the second burning question is just very simply orange or red. Thanks, guys.
0: Thank you, Shawsy, very much.
1: Temperature, strength, and ice or no ice. D- do we think he's got it all there? I think that's. I think that's. I think it's pretty spot on. I've, uh, I think it's also the time of the year. I think mung is very important. I think if it's absolutely roasting, a nice block of ice just once you've finished your juice, just to sit in the mouth. um... And, uh, and suck as you walk back out to the middle is, uh, is a nice touch. You're an ice sucker. I didn't have you down as one of those. I'm an ice sucker. I personally wouldn't. I haven't. But now I'm tempted. Everything you've got to try once in life, my friend. And once you've sucked ice, you'll continue to ice suck. I'm red. Red! I'm red. Are you not? I'm red too. I just wanted to make you look... I just wanted to sound surprised. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, red, absolutely. There's no, there's no doubt. Orange can, uh, orange can do one. Absolutely, absolutely. And anyone that goes for water
0: above either of the other options is frankly having an absolute laugh. Uh, shouldn't, be, shouldn't be playing cricket, basically. No, get yourself on the sideline. And that is it. That's We've reached the end of the podcast. Um, I would like to say that I have been playing Lee for a fall. I have in fact heard from Christian Martin this week. No, you haven't. I have, I have, I have. I have. I had a nice chat with him. Unfortunately, the recording corrupted, but I have. I have a good summary of what he said. He said uh, this was about the ones game. He said it was a game of two halves, and it was great to catch up with him. Thanks, Chris, so much
1: for your insight. Uh, and we hope to see you soon. I was literally the most excited man there. I actually think I actually thought you. Had, I'm not going to do it again. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I've learned my lesson. That's all from me. <laughs> That's all from me. Oh, there's always next week. Good night. (laughs) Good night. The Ealing Cricketer